Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ah, oh, fudge. Atomic Android. Yeah, hello and welcome to a universe where we talk the ins and outs of all our favorite fictional universes. I am Andrew. I'm Adam. Uh, today we're talking. Oh, about... keep it this one. Cool. Today we're uh, talking about. Why wouldn't we? It was nearly it was flawless. Not... Yeah, I feel like you threw it off casually. Like, yeah, hey, and welcome. To... It rules. But... No, I'm in. <laughs> I have no uh, fucking idea what you're even talking about. We're, we're talking about the Dungeons and Dragons. The, the, honor no, among no, thieves. No honor among thieves, eh? Dude, so, I was I watch this movie. Uh, as said before, I work at a movie theater, so I get little special boy screenings. Um, it's, it's you know, some heroes uh, deserve a service to thank them. And sure, that's... Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but I was watching this uh, with my friends and whatnot, and and the title screen pops up, and my friend Alan goes, "No automobile thieves, eh?" Quoting Flash from fucking Justice League or whatever, and it fucking destroyed me. And it was maybe funnier than anything in this movie. Like, there were scenes in this movie. I guess I'll come out the day. I did like this movie. Um, I did too. And there was bits in it that were pretty funny. Relatively funny, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> nothing destroyed me as much as someone just quoting The Flash from Batman v Super. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the movie, the um, cinematic picture. Yeah, I'll say one thing. Um, I had this cool idea for uh, this episode in particular because it's like a weird Venn diagram of two subjects we do on this show. Oh, D and D and movies. Yeah, it's D and D and movies. Well, I was like, oh man, it'd be cool if we watched a movie and instead of just talking about the movies the items and stuff they use in the movies if we try to stat that out but D&D Beyond already did that the, the, you can that's go find the, the magic yeah. items that you they, can find the uh, what was the hither the other stuff. yeah that's i i looked into them that looks like the most fun of all of them um yeah because that one specifically um side note and this doesn't matter for, oh spoilers yeah, yeah we're going to spoil this movie um 
but this doesn't matter for most anybody listening to this. <laughs> but um, in that, uh, with that, it's like um, it's one of the only ways uh, officially uh, that you could get like a mobile portal sort of thing where you put a portal. Yeah, down yeah. And it moves. Every other no, way to get a portal, they specifically do not allow that. Yeah. Um, but like you see in this movie, there's a lot of fun shenanigans that can happen with mobile portals. Um, so the thing I was saying before that like um, uh, doesn't really matter to most people, that's an idea I really like to a point where I put it in one of my games where not D&D, but Pathfinder, but your character, your bard character, Chet Faker and his companion, I gave shields that aren't yes. really shields. They're uh portals that you huck like one thing goes into one shield and it pops out the other shield um, i remember and, we used that uh i think against like a dragon or something with a breath weapon yeah where you like have it blast you you stood it, like in front of it and then you had um your my companion yeah my companion. companion uh stand on the side of it and you blasted him with his own breath weapon that was pretty cool but yeah, yeah i cool. think mobile portals there's a lot of fun to be had there's a lot of fun um they very clearly like we just described uh can be abused quite yeah yeah i mean but that's where but that's part of the fun yeah yeah i would say um Um, but yeah that's a big jump ahead into the movie with the the oh yeah that's just talking about one of the fucking um, um, me and my, because uh, I saw this, uh, I didn't get cool special boy movie uh, stuff. Yeah, well, I said before it was for heroes. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm no hero, I'm no Superman. Uh, so instead, I went and saw it with my girlfriend. Uh, and when that, when they like described that staff and uh, they did it, we both separately but without any real uh emotion behind it made separate portal the video game references. That fucking room. She went portals, and I, <laughs> which which is admittedly very funny. Um, and I, <laughs> I like like that. That's like the barely a portal. Oh yeah, reference. it's barely a, a video game reference. Yeah, uh, and I went. Now you're thinking with portals, but neither of us said like looked at each other or said it with. It's like we were saying it mostly to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I had a very similar thing where. Um, uh, a little joke I'd make heaps, uh, but it was new uh, to the friends Ooh. I was around. Yeah, new this audience. Time. Yeah, 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 new audience for that. Or I yell, "Portal combat!" <laughs> <laughs> a joke I've heard many times. Yes. Um, and uh, they, they get got a big laugh. Whoa, whoa. What happened? So I'm sitting, I'm sitting at my desk. I got my feet up. I'm on my chair, and my stool fucking, like my stool tilts. I'm using a broken footstool. It's barely holding itself together, but it fucking tilts, and then I jolted forward and almost slammed my face on my own desk, and barely fucking stopped myself from just busting my fucking teeth on my desk. Well, am I gonna learn my lesson and not use the footstool? No. Fuck off. I can see you using it. You're about to use it right now. I can see you thinking about it. <laughs> I did. 
Anyways, what the uh, fuck were we talking about? Um, uh, yeah, we we uh, did. You get a big laugh from your Portal Combat? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. Uh, like, let's just talk about the movie in general. Um, I would. I'd say I'd like it. I'd say it's yeah, like I, I, solid B like movie material. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's. It's, it's fun. It's a lot. It's of a fun. really, it's a really fun fantasy movie on its own, um, and actually, one of the better quality just fantasy movies. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, there. yeah, um, the the scale on that is so. Yeah, it's it's filthy. massive, um, but and it's on I'm, it's on the higher end. I would say, the, yeah, it's close. Um, it's proficient. It's it's uh, good. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, call it a great movie by any means, but I, I would say it's good. Yeah, it, this movie does its job well of having a good time at the movie theater, uh, basically. If you're going in this movie looking for like an emotional connection uh, to it, if you're looking to start to cry. <laughs> or, yeah, or, if, you, if you're um, looking for like heavy themes or, or at least like really complex themes or honestly complex cinematography or anything like that you're at the wrong place yeah it's a pretty and, simple and honestly movie. on the other end of that too because this movie was pretty marketed as like a straight comedy and while it has like a lot of humor in it um i, I would say it's, it's mostly a comedy it's i i don't know it's because it was kind of like pitched as like uh, like in some of the marketing it looked like it looked more like a comedy with fantasy elements rather than a fantasy with comedy elements in it um so if you're going looking for that um you'll probably be disappointed if that's what you're looking for too. yeah i i would call it a, a pretty standard balance of a of your general action comedy mm -hmm. it's got about as many jokes Although I would say yeah. more uh, tolerable jokes and more charismatic actors than something like uh, the hitman's wife's bodyguard kind of thing. Yeah. They're similar um, movies, I would say. Yeah. Tonally, at least. Yeah, no, that I, I'd agree with that. Um, but yeah, um, it's a good movie. It's a lot of fun. Um I I don't know why I'm saying that like I'm about to wrap up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, uh, while I I did really enjoy, I liked a lot of the um effects are really good. Oh yeah, I was so blown away with how much was practical effects in this movie. Right, and and, and I I I was so ready, especially from like the beginning scenes, to be like, yeah, it's D and D. But like mostly there's gonna be humans, maybe a few orcs or something, a dwarf mm -hmm. here or there. Mostly human though. And it is yeah, mostly a human majority of that. But I was uh pleasantly surprised by like very early in, it's like, yeah, this is a dragonborn and yeah, they didn't, there was who more are clearly puppets, which yeah, rules. There was more of the um, not like so if you're gonna like kind of put them on a scale like uh and this isn't a quality this is more of popularity 
where you got the A-listers of the D&D races, which is like um, the human, orc, dwarf, gnome, halfling, like the base ones. And then you got like the B-listers uh, of them. And then you, there's like down where you get more and more obscure. Yeah. But this movie used more B-lister like uh, races, like Aarakocra, Dragonborn. Um, With the big, you know, separation of human human is still very yeah much human human but it used uh oh tiefling was one um but it used those way more than it used like gnome and dwarf yeah and there was i don't think there was dwarf i don't think there was a gnome in the movie uh um there, there was, was some confusion there was between... yeah there was short people in the movie and i, I wasn't pretty sure, sure those were half yeah i wasn't sure if they were halfling or gnome i was pretty sure they were halfling but uh, if the yeah. movie said they were gnomes, I would have believed no, yeah. but I'm pretty, I assumed they were halfling, but yeah, my, my girlfriend was like, Hey, is that a gnome? Yeah. I was asked the same question and I said, I don't know. I, I, um, she said she saw Bradley Cooper and was like, Oh, he's proportioned yeah, weird. It was it's crazy. as Bradley so Cooper. Funny. Dude, um, that absolutely destroyed us at the theater, <laughs> especially because, um, so uh we have a short friend uh named trey okay yeah okay. and uh <laughs> well uh he 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 makes we make the joke that um he's into bigger women not like yes. not like heavier women but like amazonian women yeah like yeah, tall yeah. muscular he's got women. a type much like uh bradley cooper in the <laughs> yeah film. and then in this movie when he showed up it, we just fucking lost it because we're like, oh my god, they just put you in the movie, dude. Um. <laughs> and so, like, we're watching that, and all the time we're like, we're, we just keep our uppies. Is he gonna ask for uppies? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh, my girlfriend was like is bradley cooper he's proportioned weird for a gnome yeah and i was like well i think he's supposed to be a halfling which would make the proportions make a little more sense yeah which I personally say, I, think... I don't see halflings as just proportionally smaller people i i wouldn't like either that. i think it's um, a bit weird but, but yeah uh, i i could i could um, see that i will say i disliked or not dislike, but it did kind of pull me out of the movie, the effect they used to make Bradley Cooper smaller. Because it wasn't nearly as good as, say, yeah, the it, movies where they do a lot of... Like, yeah, no, it, it wasn't. Um, personally, uh, I... It, it looking weird was really funny to me while oh, I was because I, I kept looking at him and it looked normal and then like my brain would unfocus on him <laughs> and look at the furniture and stuff around him and I'd lose it laughing <laughs> because it's just small Bradley Cooper <laughs> um but yeah it, it, as in terms of quality of the effect um it, it doesn't there's a couple of glaring uh, yes effects i was like just that. gonna say like one yeah. of them pretty early on i think there's a potato that hits someone in the face uh, and it's maybe very, the fake very late looking. on yeah it's oh yeah maybe it's late um, but, but no yeah uh we we pointed that out too in the middle of the cinema when it happened we were like excuse me <laughs> um <laughs> i guess they didn't want to hit hugh grant with a real potato yeah no look i i get it but uh, it was very Do I? I for, for a second i thought it was a man in a bear suit situation <laughs> where i'm like is that potato an illusion like is am that i supposed really to think it's not a true to life potato <laughs> yeah um um but yeah uh, i think there are a few really weird looking 
effects, but for the most part, I'd say they're quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, like we were talking about how it's 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 a comedy movie. I don't know about primarily, but that's definitely something it's aiming for. Yeah. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, I wasn't laughing. For the most part, I attempts at comedy weren't working on me, but there were the laughs that did get through were pretty decent laughs. Yeah. Um the laughs for me, a lot of the dialogue-based comedy, um, I found entertaining. Like it was like But I wasn't laughing. Yeah, I wasn't laughing. And I don't think that's really if unless you're like going for like a straight, like full comedy, like fucking naked gun or i don't know why that was my first fucking <laughs> conceptual idea of a comedy it's fucking naked gun um but uh <laughs> was that, that was my go-to comedy yeah. uh but yeah like that or um like it was big a like a decade ago where it's just straight comedy movies um i forgot where my point was yeah this isn't that yeah, like and like um, I generally so it's mostly not found in the dialogue. I generally whatnot. find Chris Pine like a charismatic guy. He was a good choice for a bard. Mm-hmm. Um, although is he a bard? Yeah, that's we'll get to that in a second. Um, but uh a lot of this movie, even with some of the effects and and the way they're acting, to me at times felt like a parody of itself. There were clear moments in this yeah. movie where it kind of felt like this could be like like an SNL, like a big budget SNL sketch. Like that yeah. one they just did with Pedro Pascal and Mario. Yeah. Um I don't think I personally ever felt that, but I, I think I could I could see what you're saying. It wasn't um, the whole time. Like mm-hmm. when it does get into its actual plot, I'd say it's much better. But there yeah. were there were definite times where this movie would kind of stop and it's like yeah okay i get it yeah um uh yeah i i could see that like when he was like telling his backstory or whatever and he was waiting for that yeah. guy uh to show up what was his when, name when jonathan they end that bit, jonathan yeah um <laughs> when they end that bit with but wait we we approved your pardon yeah um yeah i i could see what you say first i think for the most part um Chris Pine was probably the least offensive when it comes to that I'll sort agree, of thing. Yeah. Like when in all the comedic dialogue, I think he pulls it off the best I'll agree. Uh, within the yeah. cast. Um, uh, kid from Detective Pikachu. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what accent they told him to do, but it's not working for him. Yeah. Uh, that kid fucking annoyed me throughout the whole <laughs> movie. And I hated that he was the only one casting magic. Yeah. Because that, that was my, that's like my fucking go to in DD. And it's the coolest thing to see happen. But him being the only one doing it, I was like, dude, I don't want to be fucking rooted for this loser. Like, um, and like, he's the only one who you could be like, oh, at least. I know what subclass he is because he was clearly a wild magic sorcerer. Yeah, he wild which magic. They don't use that enough. The wild magic in a movie could have been used to create so much fun conflict in mm-hmm. the action of the movie, and they show that it is like when it does use the wild. In magic. that very first scene, um, the like the only time it comes up. Yeah, and and then it just doesn't come up again. Um, uh, like it would have been cool, like in his cool battle with 
the witch or the wizard red rogue at the yeah, end the of the red wizard of say yeah um if like that's how he won was wild Some magic wild ma- yeah like he uh, wild or that's magics. how he got the upper hand at yeah least. yeah he he makes his big hand and when it grabs her thump, suddenly she's in the elemental plane of earth well, well, maybe not that easy, but some fucking something like that. Yeah, some, some, some wacky shit that gives wild him the upper hand because that's he like suddenly the, got all of his sorcery points back. That's like the most the fun thing about wild magic is when the wild magic shit goes off, and then like it, you jump on it to give you the upper hand in the situation, and you're like, oh, thank God, my magic is hot bullshit, or else I would have been dead in that situation. Uh, but yeah, um, it would have just been cool if he used that. Yeah, it would have been nice if that had come back in, in his advantage or used at least more often. Yeah, just so it was important. And it was, it's cool... Like, yeah, you're right. It's It was cool that for him, we actually got to tell, like, what class or subclass he was, um, as opposed to the others, when I, I wasn't even sure what fucking class they were at times. Yeah, I mean, um, especially Edgen, the the bard. Yeah. He sings music and he, he is he charismatic. Acts, he acts like a bard, but he doesn't do he's yeah in practice he's mostly a rogue who knows how to play an instrument which like i i kind of get from a movie standpoint like oh we want to make our characters feel like they could do different things uh and if they're all just casting spells or whatever that's gonna kind of sure but there were clear bits in the movie where the difference in the style of magic could have been used Mm -hmm. like when they do the the illusion of him, yeah, that music, could have been that him. could have easily just been him, yeah. Instead of having to ask somebody else to do it, yeah. Um, and that kind of puts a bit of a like um a, a bit of a hardship later down the line that if you do anything else D and D movie and you want to use like a bard or whatever, it's gonna be weird that. Hey, that guy casts magic and this guy doesn't, and they're both supposed to be bards, um, or whatnot. And then, yeah, like, so I don't know why he didn't cast any magic or the druid didn't cast any magic. Yeah, like, like the even should have had spells. Yeah, and like I get for her, she already had the wild shit going on. So yeah, they, they want to differentiate. Use, yeah, they didn't need to use spells, but I'm so surprised they didn't even do like speak with animals, where right. she just sat there and talked to an animal, and not like she like they didn't have to have her stop and cast a spell and then talk to the animal or whatever. They just could have had her talk to a fucking bird or whatever. Right, right, um, or or um something as easy as like call lightning would have been um, like very easy to just like not even say or anything just be like yeah i could see she's having lightning yeah. fall down um, um it just would have i i understand that they wanted to be like yeah each person does a thing like mm-hmm. a heist crew the driver can't also shoot gun yeah but yes they can mm-hmm I I would have done it where keep the druid to the uh specifically like the nature magic like wild shape and speak with animals and stuff it would have been enough just to know that she can right. do the druid stuff that would have been fine for her. and then just have 
the sorcerer have most of the offensive stuff like he's the one which is what fights with the spells and then you could have the bard do more the utility stuff like the illusion or the charm yeah Yeah. uh stuff like that Um, uh i will say uh the barbarian they don't really give you enough to go on but it to me i assume she is a uh totem warrior subclass yeah. barbarian because she talks about being part of the the elk clan which mm-hmm. is an option the totem barbarian has yeah uh, it might and... it might say they they do have character sheets for these characters. they do i tried looking um, for them but I, I i think they might just be on D beyond yeah they they basically are i looked at them um they're a bit weird because they're clearly messing with the rules to be like they are in the movie well, um, another thing um they say like like simon said hmm, uh simon <laughs> simon explains that uh she is a quote special druid like he says that that's a direct mm-hmm. line he says and that's why she, presumably she can turn into an owlbear um so why why, why is... she's got unlimited fucking wild, shapes, wild maybe, shapes. yeah but um so D and D, Wizards of the Coast. Why is like your hard push for druids now that they can turn into owl bears? Yeah. That was a huge. We already talked about that. Was a huge part of the one D and D thing. And I just saw Baldur's Gate just had a new update, the video game of like, hey, get to this level in in druid, and now you can turn into an owl bear. Because they they were embarrassed when when they released the trailer and all the little nerds, all the little nerds said, "You can't do that." They said, "Oh yeah." Why watch it now? Now you can, you dumb. But they already did the that. They could have just been like, "She's special," because they yeah. said she's special. Um, yeah. Look, um, they they could have. Um, her character, she has a thing where I don't remember why, but she does get five wild shapes a day. Uh, um, presumably, she's um a one D and D druid. Yeah, who gets an amount equal to their wisdom modifier. Yeah, which um that's that's probably a change. Uh, that's fine. I, I, Although it, it like feels it. a whole lot more than five. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, it's per day, and it's kind of hard to tell when the days kind of shift. Yeah, in this travel movie. is is really unimportant in this movie. Yeah, they, they but, go from place to place. Fast. Yeah. Um, I I don't. <laughs> mind that that's one thing an elk barbarian that's the elk's ability that's they they decrease overland travel that that is one thing i really liked about this movie um it's kind of a double-edged sword for it um because you don't really have the time to sit there and spend time with the characters and actually like like you care about the characters in this movie because you're having fun with the characters but if anything really happened to any of the characters like it does uh to at one the of them end, at yeah. The, yeah you don't really care because you're not invested in this and i think that comes from a double-edged sword from the pacing or i really like the pacing in this movie because it kept it interesting and engaging enough where it's like okay we're on to the next scene we're doing this scene uh, like we get this done. Okay, now we're on to the next scene. Um, and it keeps the movie fun and engaging where you're not really going to get all that bored, but like then you also don't really care all that much for yeah. this stuff. See, that that's how it hit me. I didn't dislike it necessarily, but a lot of the, say, the storyboard for this movie 
felt like it was designed for a wiki. Mm -hmm. This movie is very easy to break up into like paragraphs of what happened. Yeah, but I will say to as a bit of an excuse, um, and you could probably look at it, you could come and say it was an intentional choice. I don't think it was. But um, I do think that did make it feel a lot like an actual D&D campaign where a lot of times this isn't the case for everything, but in D&D campaigns, you usually have episodic little adventures that sort of tie into each other. Um, and that's not always the case. Every DM is different. Yeah. But when you like, for the most part, show like D&D actual plays and shows and stuff, that's kind of a setup they got going because that's kind of a natural way to play where you're like, oh, this is an episode of something. Right. Um, right. And so because the movie had that, um, it felt weird for a movie, but it did also kind of make it feel like D&D, uh, which was, would, that's also a double-edged sword. It was cool, but as a movie, you'd probably not want that as much. Yeah, I found it a bit lacking. But I didn't. I wouldn't say any of the the little chunks are bad. They're all mostly fun. Mm -hmm. um, I I will say that they just kind of they neglect certain characters, like like say the druid who I can't remember her name. Yeah, uh, it feels like she name. has very little personality. She she showed up to wild shape and that's it. And they yeah. wanted us to care for her by making um, Chris. Pine? No. His name's not Chris. What's the sorcerer's name? Simon. I said oh, yeah. earlier. I don't remember. Simon says. Um uh the only fucking character's name I remember in this is Holga, because it sounds like a D D name. Um, but uh yeah, making him have like a little crush on her or whatever, so we care, but we don't. Um the only there is one character that I seen everybody just fall in love with and get drawn to heaps. Um, and that was the paladin in this. Oh, yeah. Um, the paladin who I really liked because it was obviously a DNPC who showed up. And he showed like, up, did a whole bunch he of showed stuff up, for them. Yeah, he showed up to help them. Uh, he stopped and showed, stopped the party and went, no, wait, look how cool I am. And did also, some cool like, stuff. Like they did Everybody that thing where they brought that fey assassin who was like, you're going to kill them. And they're like, yeah, oh, he kills all those guards. They're so brutal and blood. Oh, okay. <laughs> this guy's got it, I guess. Yeah. Um, Why'd we introduce these guys into this movie? So that this guy could do something? Yeah, but that it's so okay. He had a cool sword. That I'll say. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but that, uh, the actor uh, wants to keep. Um, they won't yeah. let him. I think there's like an online petition to let that guy keep that, that sword. Yeah, but... that's cool. But so many other people I watched this movie with were like, "Yeah, I love that guy." So like after this movie, um, a lot of my friends and like people have come to me and they're like hey i want to play D D now which is really cool yeah that's kind of what um, the movie's yeah, for yeah it's for it is an ad for the game they're selling but as Crazy a hot not um sorry to cut you off but yeah. uh they don't give credit to any of the people who make D D. in the credits it's just uh based on as, hasbro's Hasbro, dungeons yeah. and dragons that's that what is the weird. fuck 
Um, but um, but yeah, as a hobbyist with this game, having something that's dr- sending more yeah, people yeah. my way, and presumably that's happening for a lot of people. It's, I can attest that it's um, at least happening for me. So yeah, anecdotally, it's, it's, it's really 100%. cool. And also, side note of that. Really cool as a DM for new having new players to have just examples to be like, okay, right. you in this movie, do you want to be like? Um, and then with that, almost everybody's like, I want to play a paladin. <laughs> well, and and the movie is true to life because paladins are are, are kind of broken. Yeah, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, everybody loved that. Everybody loved that guy. Um, him just staring into people, him walking up, grabbing that dragonborn's face and staring into his soul, uh, was pretty good. Everybody fucking lost it with that. I personally liked how, as, as if if I was like a DM running a game, introduced to CNPC, be like, oh, I'm I'm making it too easy for them. He walks away into the sun. Yeah, he's he's done. He's, you can't have him. <laughs> He's mine, um, but yeah, that was that was a pretty fun character. That I, um, I know a his lot sword of. glowed. I wish he would have actually divine smited at least. That one. that was a cool. I think that's what it was supposed to be when his sword glowed. To be, that but... I was really excited when the one guy used green flame blade and the other guy used divine smite. I was like, that's cool for a sword fight. I mean, like in D and D mechanically, it'd be like the, whoever got the first hit off. Um, yeah. And would... divine smite does just insanely more damage. Yeah. But it visual. Yeah. Green flame blade. Visually and conceptually, it was really cool. It's cool. Yeah. Um, Which, hey, that's, we said pretty early on that this is a good uh just generic fantasy movie if you're going to watch a fantasy movie but if you do like D D, you're gonna have a much better time oh, at this movie a huge Faerun I, <laughs> I sat down for this movie i was ready to be entertained but how <laughs> everybody kind of made fun of me <laughs> at this movie because i saw someone shoot off chain lightning and i sat my chair up and sat up in my chair crisscross applesauce with a big smile on my face and everybody's like you <laughs> fucking loser dude someone shoot off their little magic and it gets you all excited for the movie and i was fucking hooked for the whole movie be like trying like my friend cruz was saying next to me he knows nothing about D, but i was just like oh shit dude that was shade light oh that was shield that's that's like a fucked up little bigsby's hand or whatever yeah, that's bigsby's uh, hand oh earth and grass yeah um oh that was cool when you had those two spells like going up against each other um use counter spell yeah name. counter spell was cool uh it, it, it's just so fun to sit there and like notice all the D isms and i will say i think this movie does a really good job of um kind of targeting its audience uh where it's like yeah a bunch of people who aren't gonna know D are gonna come watch this movie so we'll explain the stuff that kind of needs to be explained but we don't need to sit there and explain everything and like bog it down to the point because like i was talking to a lot of my friends who didn't play D who like now want to uh and like i was like asking them if like 
if they knew what was going on and get the idea like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's magic fantasy stuff it, like i get it yeah um and then but then they would ask me like fucking more specific questions about what was in it that got them excited for D. like they started asking me about uh gelatinous ooze and displacer beasts and um that was the other thing from the trailer people were, were mad about that um they jumped into the gelatinous ooze when they should be taking like a ton of acid yeah, damage and just they dying. And the Displacer Beast is like a CR like two or three monster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I yeah. liked it because I, I think D&D does certain animals dirty. They should be way more dangerous. Like a tiger is way more dangerous than its stat block would suggest. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, but yeah, you, you, you're going to piss off. That's the other end for everybody going into this movie and having a bunch of fun with the little deities throughout the whole thing. There's going to be fucking, um, actually nerds who are like, what the fuck is this dude? They don't know what the fuck I'm doing. She can't turn into an owlbear. She's <laughs> doing it way too many times. I, um, the only D and D thing, and it's not even really a D and D thing. It's a, my guess Hasbro thing. Um, this movie loves to name drop and it got really annoying at a certain point. What like, do you mean? Like, oh man, we gotta go down to Baldur's Gate. We should go up the Sword Coast. Oh, yeah. we're in Neverwinter. We're in um, what's the other uh, Waterdeep. They're coming from Waterdeep. Yeah. I personally didn't find that annoying. Probably because I had somebody who was asking about it and I was explaining to a lot of the stuff um and i was having fun sharing D. &D. um but uh yeah I, I i could very easily see that um become pretty irritating pretty quickly yeah and it, it just felt to me like an ad like yeah i, know this movie I, I, is I get ad, what you're saying but it, um, it should also be a movie and I, when they do stuff like that it felt yeah like i think a lot of that stuff um um and maybe it's it's probably different for you because uh you don't use anything forgotten realms True. in your world um but i for my world i do i have made my own world and i've picked in kind of cherry picked stuff out of uh forgotten realms like uh, the sword coast and water deep and whatnot i take elements I, I did of that have world fun. um every time um, they they referenced a, a place on the sword coast never went or anything instead of um like turning to my girlfriend and be like oh like from D D, i'd go from like the video game Baldur's gate <laughs> never winter nights yeah that's pretty good um but yeah i like with this i could see um um a lot of use coming out of visual representation for that kind of stuff like n the main story was set in never winter um and All, personally like i played never winter nights a little bit um, I don't think this felt recognizably like Neverwinter specifically. This could have been any fantasy city. Yeah. Um, I I think I think they got it pretty well with the big the castle with the bridge coming out and the big Coliseum. That's kind of like the main image of Neverwinter. Sure. Um, it's just like the actual city itself. But yeah, anywhere. but um uh, it it made me excited for any future thing in this. Like if they use water deep or stuff like that, um, to be able to be like, okay, guys, now that you know, uh, 
now that I have a touchdown for you, just yeah, I'm, I'm sure if you're touchdown. playing in Forgotten Realms, uh, the idea of being in the same place the movie was is cool. Yeah, I that's not what I'm going for or anything. Uh, try and say, but yeah, that is a cool element of it. I'm just saying. The scene I'm trying to explain here's a visual representation right. for that thing. Um, because like you play in setting settings like um uh like we're playing in like a Star Wars game uh right now, and it's very easy to be like, oh, you know that thing from Star Wars? It's like that. Mm. Um, and when you have like a generic fantasy and whatnot, um, and it's not as much as a problem for you or anything, but for like newer players, um kind of just describing something that they don't have a visual representation of in their head um kind of creates a what's the what's the word i'm looking for a, like an imaginative conflict kind of thing yeah kind where, of kind of a ludo narrative dissonance where yeah i i have played with with dms who aren't very um descriptive in their yeah, environment that's that that i i will admit personally that's a problem i face sometimes where i have a very vivid image of what we're looking at and uh in my head so i for hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Yeah, I need to describe a lot of right. that. Um, and, um, not with you, because I've played a lot with you. So I... Yeah, we kind of... We, we tend to be other. on the same wavelength. But uh, I won't name them because this is somewhat of an insult. But I played with another DM who... Um, I think I know who you're talking about. Who uh, I kind of felt like I was at any point standing in essentially a void. And my character would like out of the mm-hmm. void things i could interact with would appear and mm-hmm. that's it and yeah and um that's not a problem for a lot of dms who they might be less descriptive and whatnot but they use like maps and minis yeah, and stuff yeah. like that to kind of uh, get past that um I'm, are big for that um, yeah we're not big on that sort of thing so seeing having more stuff as a visual representation um, is, is helpful, great for i'm me. sure it yeah. Must be, yeah like having something to like go and point that's a mimic that's a displacer beast that's a gelatinous ooze um is is really helpful um, it is cool although again uh felt a little bit like an ad because those are all the specifically patented trademarks yeah. by Wizards of the Coast creatures. Yeah. Um they're sitting on that beholder. Yeah, I know. I knew that I mean, come on. Um, but uh yeah, this speaking of like me being excited for what to come uh after this movie, um, I am kind of really excited for um I, I don't think it has to. I don't want it to be um, as intertwined or anything. But a D&D cinematic universe I would like that, type yeah. thing. I think there's so much potential for that. And don't do like, oh, we're building, we're going to have all our little adventures team up. Just do different stories yeah. set throughout set D&D. In, and there's, and in, set in, in Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Or, or even I Dragonlance. Would for or, that's what I, that, that was... But I was thinking, I'm like, you could do anything. Like you see the cartoon D and D characters. I, I was gonna talk uh, about in, that in later. It was one of the one of the um, D and Disms I liked. Yeah, I really uh, liked. That. I loved that. That was um, so cool. Seen, I love that they didn't talk. Yeah, seeing a movie with them as the main characters was fucking really yeah. And it's very possible because they're making like a big comeback, like right Are now. They? Yeah, um, the villain, I know the villain is getting. Yeah. He's gonna be in a module. Yeah, I, I mean that idea. I I don't I know if those. Uh, I, I, I was excited because I thought you. They were like they're rebooting the cartoon. That like, that would be fucking right if they reboot the cartoon and it took place within this. Uh, yeah, I mean it could probably pretty easily be a lot because like one the D and D original cartoon barely D and D at all. Yeah, really. Yeah. But like now, you could do it with relatively cheap TV budget special effects because mm-hmm. start them off with pretty low level. You don't need much, um, and you could have a pretty cool live action D and D series. Yeah, and you could do that. You could do any of the adventures like uh, you want to do. Waterdeep heist would be yeah, cool. Yeah, Waterdeep. They'll probably You'd, bring like, these guys. Like we said, Curse boys. of Strahd would be great if you do. 
if you did like a Curse of Strahd trilogy of movies where you kind of had adventures just dealing with Barovia until like the third one, it's like, okay, right, this right. is when we have to fight Strahd or something like that, or like a fucking series or something that's like that, that would be so cool. But then you don't have to stick with that source material with D&D, like this movie, where it's like, oh, here's just an all-new story and whatnot with just the elements and resources it takes place D&D on the gives sword us. Uh, not, uh, it's not a, like a thing that I think is very common, but I have heard some talk of people being like, oh, yes, a D&D thing. It takes place in the Sword Coast. Uh, the Sword Coast. Of course it does. Because mm-hmm. um, it's been a long time since they've done anything in Forgotten Realms that wasn't on the Sword yeah, Coast. Yeah, look, fair enough. Um, but, like, people fucking like to complain about whatever. You're getting fucking Dragonland stuff and you're complaining that it's fucking Sword Coast. They they should have done it. Just they, be happy with what you fucking get, you fucking nerds. Uh, or Greyhawk? Yeah. I, I don't know if they can use Greyhawk, actually, because yeah. it's pretty but, heavily and with yeah, but, Gygax, but doing, that'd be cool. Doing D&D movies, it doesn't have to be specifically the same world, right. where you can have like Dr- Greyhawk and Dragonlance and fucking, if you want to tie in Warhammer 40k or whatever. On Eberron one of um, rule, Yeah, dude. Eberron would be so cool. Um, but yeah, there's so much potential for for the future of this uh yeah and I'm, I'm i'm really excited for it and now um, that uh this film proves to uh movie executives and probably hasbro executives that it can be successful i'm if they take the right lessons from this i'm excited because it suggests to me that the next movies will be good good like yeah. they have the potential to be more than fun popcorn flicks like mm-hmm. I'd say this one probably is mm-hmm. as opposed to like genuinely like good yeah, stories. But they could easily take, be That's like, the other thing. all we yeah. need to do is slap the name on it and people yeah. will come to see it. I did uh, like that fat chunky dragon. He was, cool. yeah, people, that is such a fucking cla- crowd pleaser. Uh, people love that fat ass dragon. I like how fat he is. That was, funny. and I love that it wasn't like, oh, this is this specific dragon. Like this they did kind say his of name, but no, yeah. no, no. That's that's fine. But I'm saying it's not like oh, this kind of dragon is fat. Like it's just no, a dragon was, they run into. He was a dragon who got a lot of guys, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Did you it's... see that pile of skeletons <laughs> under his thing? Who's going down there? Dude, people want that cool got fucking... helmet. I guess everybody's yeah. getting across that complicated ass bridge. I guess. Yeah. Until um, Simon fucks it up. Yeah. Look, that was a really good DM joke. Uh, when he was explaining that shit, I was like talking to my friends. I'm like, dude, I, but I don't give a shit. I I would rather figure out how to get across this bridge without touching it than figure out his little fucking gnomish equation or whatever. What's crazy <laughs> is it wasn't even that complicated. It was odd numbers. And then at the halfway point, switch to even numbers, and like the four, the fifth, and then the fourth one do something else. That's not that complicated, yeah, really. But it's it'd be playing a D and D game and having an NPC sit there and explain it to you. I bet. Okay, fuck it. We're gonna figure out how we could fly across this thing. We're gonna start shrinking people down, and we're gonna start throwing them across this fucking bridge, dude. Lucky he, he, she, uh, Holga just happened to pick up a magic staff yeah. that was the hither thither. 
Yeah, that's that like I I think this movie has such it, it has such a useful crutch to it being based on D&D because so much of D&D is fucking convenient writing for your players or where yeah. you're like okay yeah you guys can't get past this oh remember that stick you found earlier that was a super powerful magic item or whatever um so this movie does have that crush and a lot of excuse or when it has a lot of that lazy convenient writing you're watching the movie and you're like, yeah that feels like a D game that well, feels yes, like that kind of but movie. like a D&D game, I give a lot of leeway with that because this is by yeah. my buddy and not like a professional writer who's being paid to do this. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying while watching that, in any other movie, uh, if I'm watching that, I'm going to watch that and be like, okay, that's... You're going to cinema sins that. Yeah. yeah. Ding. But Thin. for this specifically, where the main thing I was looking for when coming into it was can it capture the spirit and the feeling of what it's like to play D and D with my friends. And when it has a lot of those moments and stuff, uh, when you do that, I'm a lot more forgiving for it in this particular movie, because I'm like, yeah, that is what it's like. Yeah. Um, yeah fair enough. But like, I'm not, if we go forward, like we said, and they start doing a bunch of this and, that's all these movies are is convenient, lazy writing to get from the protagonist from point A to point B. Then, yeah, that's going to quickly become really tired. <laughs> the joke's so. quickly going to wear yeah. off. Yeah. Um, um, I would like, and I, they definitely didn't do this, but uh, my girlfriend at the time during the film asked me if they did this because she thought it would be cool. And I agree, it would be cool. Mm-hmm. If they just had the actors in a room play a Dungeons and Dragons game and then made the movie ba- like a way better produced Harmon's Quest. Yeah. Um that I, I could see that being oh, pretty uh, Harmon's Quest is uh an animated uh D D game uh yeah from it's, Dan Harmon. It's an animated so it's an animated show but the show is just using like the audio and whatnot um, and basically using a D&D game to script an animated show. Right. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's fun, um, yeah. And yeah, doing this. And yeah, if if that's what they were doing, then yeah, I'd give it then I could far give it a more, lot more leeway. leeway. Right. Yeah, doing that kind of stuff. Um, and that'd be a lot of fun. It'd be insane to kind of bet a budget movie on doing that yes uh that'd be a high game like a really crazy gamble to be like is this gonna be successful that is one thing um that it's not the same thing but i was so scared that this movie was gonna fucking lego movie it and like at the end of the movie they zoom out and you see like a bunch of fucking nerds yes playing see, i D&D. heard a lot of people wished that it happened no, i'm on that, your side i, I think that would i would have been really bad so fucking lame um i and, like that this movie um didn't treat liking D like a joke there mm-hmm. are certain things especially ner- like uh say pixels where <laughs> I was, I've been talking about pixels a lot lately, bro. I I I forgot how it came up, but I was talking about it the other day at work. I'm like, you remember that movie Pixel? Like we're talking about pixels. I don't know how it came up. I'm like, 
Did that guy, did Jay, did Josh Gad fuck Huber in that movie? Yes, he did. I think at the end of the movie, he's got Huber. Yeah, he's got, because they're like, no, he didn't. I'm like, he's got Huber babies at the end of that movie. I think he fucked Huber. Yeah, well, I think. I think, yeah, we figured it out that it was, so he wanted, he wanted to sleep with, uh, yeah, a video game lady who looked real for some reason. Um, when everything else was pixels and then that lady left with the aliens but then Qbert turned into that lady yeah. for him um and then he fucked that lady who was Q-Bert. who was Qbert and yeah. then they had and the Qbert kids so uh, it really is Qbert but it yeah looks like that lady um yeah I've been weirdly talking about pixels a lot lately uh I had another conversation um with Welcome to the pixels episode <laughs> with my uh um with one of my friends or whatever, um, that uh, fucking Kevin James being president in that, uh, how much I would love to just watch a movie of Kevin, like a prequel to this movie, has nothing to do with the video games or whatever. But it's I just, just see Kevin James Kevin floundering James as a fucking, president. Yeah, president and his stupid fucking friend Adam Sandler comes in to hassle his grapes around a bit. <laughs> Oh, look at you and slap his nipples stupid or whatever. fucking nerd squad friend. <laughs> Man, maybe we anyway, need a Pixels commentary. I don't think we do. I don't think we should subject ourselves to I that. remember anyway, watching that movie in the theater. Tall drink of water from my abs- point about Absolutely things. destroying me. I thought the movie was hilarious when the guy goes up to pet his son Pac-Man and Pac-Man ate his arm and he's like somebody killed this stupid thing I'm like that's that's comedy <laughs> baby Pixel. like how Pixels uh, is based on your love of video games but everybody in the movie who likes video games is an out and out awful <laughs> oh, loser was that, your point? that was my point yeah how the movie is like built upon hey look it's Pac-Man uh, but also the movie is like, oh, these guys who like Pac-Man, they're the biggest fucking losers in the world. No, because the movie, the movie is showing you that like everybody thinks Adam Sandler's the biggest fucking loser in the but world. But Adam Sandler is the biggest fucking loser in the world. <laughs> well, dude. well, they're saying everybody thinks that because he likes video games, but actually he's super cool and good with the ladies. No, and he's badass. not. There's a bit in that movie where the lady talks about how he showered and like brushed his teeth and that was like impressive to her. Yeah, and like he fucking gets with the kid's mom and bones the kid's mom and he like hassles her grapes and he's too cool for her when he's fixing her fucking uh, cable cable or whatever. In that movie, the movie is saying society thinks he's the loser, but he is the cool guy. Okay, Um, but also (laughs) the movie is saying that they're fucking losers, dude. No, the movie is saying society... Okay. The movie is saying society is looking maybe the other one, like Josh Gad for sure, Kevin James. Yeah. Looking at them as the losers. But like fucking... um, uh, What's his name? The Sandman? The the guy who bullied him. Um, The mullet? Yeah, who was the fourth guy? Peter Dinklage? Oh, yeah, it was Peter Dinklage. Um, <laughs> that's funny because the short guy bullied him. That's What's that's funny the joke. That? <laughs> that's the joke that he's he's a small guy and he bullied 
a normal sized guy. I don't know if that is the joke. I think that's the joke. Uh, he's based on like a real dude. I remember. Yeah, he's based but, on like a real guy who cheated at video games. Yeah, but anyways, the movie is saying this is such a hard side. This is such yeah, the, a tall drink of water for a very minor point. The, the movie is saying society looks at these guys as losers, but they are the cool guys. But then the audience realizes watching <laughs> it. No, these guys aren't losers. These guys are when they have Josh Gad do a cover of "Everybody Wants to Rule the World." That's not cool. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, it's the half of these guys are the cool guys or whatever. One anyway, them, maybe D and D. But I'm glad D and D wasn't. If they'd pulled back, I could very easily have you know a bunch of uh, Edgin is played by like a fat pimply loser yeah. and he wants to pretend to be charismatic. Uh, that kind. You of know shit. what? And I if, that would have really been annoying. Yeah, if they the. I wouldn't like this either, but I would be far more accepting of it if they pulled out and it was other celebrities playing it was Vin Diesel other and, actors. And John Mangianello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Vin Diesel. Uh The Rock is there. No, the no, you, you they can't be in the same place. They don't like each other anymore. Uh, yeah, no, that's just that's just lies so you go support one of them. That's the same thing WWE does. No, I mean I just I don't watch either of them, but uh apparently they're not friends. No, they're that's just what they want you to believe. Fair they're enough. Friends. They're making fucking little drama, so you're like, oh no, I gotta stand up against Vin Diesel and go watch Black Adam. <laughs> I don't really like either. Of well, them. yeah, exactly. I'm not so. saying that you you don't like that. What it works? I don't like professional wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, I hate kayfabe. You go in there, watch fucking two guys be like, ah, oh, dude, I slept with your mother, and now I'm gonna beat you up. You're like that guy did not sleep with his mother. <laughs> <laughs> Just start telling that to the people around me. <laughs> um, Prove it. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, if it was Vin Diesel, John Mangianello, the, yeah, Jack Black, that would have been much that I wouldn't have liked that either. But that would have been it, a it much been funnier joke than uh, just a bunch of fucking losers in their mom's basement or whatever. You're right. Um, or or this would have been equally bad, uh, but funnier. It's the Stranger Things kids. <laughs> that would. <laughs> Like that would have been so fucking stupid, but that would have got so many people excited, and it would have destroyed me. <laughs> it would have. It would have fucking absolutely annihilated me. me, bro. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, this movie is pretty op- episodic. And talking to uh, uh, my friends and whatnot about it, I see a lot of people because it it kind of because it's am- episodic and it kind of. It makes it feel kind of like an anthology um, where a lot of people are like, oh, this was my favorite part of the movie. Right. Where usually in movies you have favorite parts, but because it's, it's so, so easily chunked yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so it, what was your favorite little episode of it? My favorite bit, and I think the whole movie probably could have done this. I think it might have just been more, um, at least visually interesting, should have been in the mm-hmm. Underdark. The Underdark oh, is probably my yeah. favorite bit. I think, I think, like we said, with the future of D and D and everything, I think a movie set in the Underdark, um, and that being sort of the driving force of the plot, there could be so much potential. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really, I really liked the Underdark. Um, and I liked 
we didn't see much of it at all but i like that in the little bit of uh it we see they made it feel like there's a lot to it like they go like there is a part that's like a big lava generic area but like they enter to that part by like a small cave with like glowing like, right and then it, it breaks away to uh and like an overdrop of like a huge presumably drow city yeah um so i think there's a lot of potential there um yeah oh, I, next I, movie Underdark, the villains are elithids that would oh, be cool that'd be we're little cool. aliens in my D. <laughs> um yeah that 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 was pretty fun and some of the best action in the movie that um, that is that's why i liked it the most um i really liked the graveyard scene a lot for how Auntie it was, Donna, yeah, yeah. For one, cool that the Auntie Donna guys were the fucking corpses. That's actually pretty sweet. But how they were getting the story, piecing together the story yeah, of this that. item, that was cool. Going from corpse to corpse, and one thing that did make it feel very D and D. Not every corpse was useful. Um, like there was just the one guy who got ready for battle and slipped and bashed his skull. <laughs> Simon was blowing through his spell slots to do those too. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was a spell slot thing. Was it um, a magic item? Well, no, I think that was just a component in his spell yeah. casting kind of thing. That I would have liked to see more of and kind of explain because he had that. It wasn't like a component belt or pouch or anything. It was like a it weird was little like component a cool holster. like mechanism thing, which if they stopped and explained what that was and it everything. Also, implied to me that because he got his magic out of that thing is why it was wild like yeah, when he pulled it, it, it did a kind of like that wheel um, of fortune type randomness to it i know this isn't like a lot of people uh don't think that well maybe this is i know it's a house rule thing but is it a house rule so default do sorcerers need components yes okay or yeah. an arcane focus yeah okay i i know a lot of like house rule is that most people just ignore within, components yeah well no uh, i mean in general too that's how we do but to separate sorcerers from wizards and to make the wizards feel much more like an academic and they're like actually making like conjuring this magic not producing it um is wizards use components sorcerers don't um, unless which, they cost uh then they need components regardless typically yeah. Um, um, but I think that could have been a cool way to separate wizard from sorcerer because yeah. it was kind of the other way around where the wizard was just kind of blasting off spells and whatnot um, without anything and the sorcerer was the one um, who needed the components and whatnot um, which clearly that, uh, that, uh, Sophina the red wizard of that, like, clearly a very high level wizard yeah she, she was, was blasting off fucking and ninth level spells and shit um that was another thing we talked about we couldn't really tell what class or whatever you can't really tell what level any of them are because they mm. seem fairly low because of where they're at except that they also do crazy high level stuff like yeah like that reverse gravity is like an eighth level spell yeah but if it's wild magic it's sure. probably it's like oh gravity in a 50 foot radius reverses on you or whatever um but yeah uh, but, uh yeah he was standing in there he was doing prestidigitation that was cool yeah the smell of cut grass little mm -hmm. fire on his finger. which i think was a critical role reference um 
because there's that little robot. I forget who plays it. I don't watch Critical. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I watch Fox Machina and I'll watch Critical Role clips. Um, I've tried to get into Critical Role multiple times. Yeah, I I I really, I really, I would like to, but I, I just. My girlfriend's um, a big uh, critter. But yeah, um, (laughs) that's what they call themselves. Yeah, I know. But describing a. I've never heard it used to describe a real person I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, I think in the current one or the last one, one of them are named Fresh Cut Grass. Um, And I don't think, like producing smells is a thing, but specifically the smell of fresh cut glass i don't uh grass is glass. uh mm. i don't know if that's a specific like D thing so i think that was probably or you can make reference. like any smell but yeah that yeah. was probably a critical role reference yeah. they know they know where their bread's buttered <laughs> um um they know they can get like like a whole like thousands of people to be interested by a simple reference like that yeah it's so many articles if that was what it was could just be did did you catch the critical role reference and 10 critical role references and dungeons and dragons 16 critical role references we're not making Uh, fun of people who like critical role i'm making making fun fun of the the entertainment media articles um but industrial uh, media complex i'm i'm astonished that fucking Matt Mercer Matthew. did not I, get a cameo. I, in this at this movie. point, I could still believe they're like, "Oh, that guy, he was voiced by Matt Mercer." Yeah, I, I could see that. I feel like voice. they're still planning to but bring I, that out. Like the Aarakocra probably might be Matt Mercer, uh, but yeah, but I feel like I feel like they would have showed his face probably. But they might be waiting for like the second or third week when numbers start going down bring that up numbers suddenly start going back up mm. yeah when all the critters are like oh only two references not enough for me to go see it and then oh, like, a, oh third? a third a third and a cameo at that okay now we are making fun <laughs> now of yeah now you're making fun of them um don't add me into this now we're making you fun jumped of on it what do you mean don't add you into this i didn't bring you into this you <laughs> fucking bandwagoned onto it you did a did. little voice <laughs> dude that's just my voice <laughs> um but yeah uh, I, think, I think i've said kind of my film yeah um is there any you got a number ranking for it you got a number out of... uh, hold on I think don't, I said ask, don't ask me questions i'm trying to think of is this anything <laughs> let me make oh, some dead podcast. air for this yeah, podcast this bug, don't ask me questions hold on, on let me, I'm, <laughs> cut out this silence and probably all of this i'm trying to think if there's anything i want to talk about before we wrap this up um which i don't think oh we didn't talk about the antagonist of this oh damn. um uh yeah that guy is probably the worst character oh slash, forge yeah, uh, I, yeah i thought you were talking about the red wizard of thay oh yeah they were whatever um but yeah uh the rogue i guess uh forge yeah he was i think a advertised rogue? as a rogue but Honestly, if anything, he felt felt more was, like a bard. He was um, lying and conniving yeah. and charming. Um, yeah, uh, he was whatever. He was probably the worst character in the movie for me. Um, I like Hugh Grant. I think he acted him pretty well, but even a good actor can't yeah. beat a bad script. Um, uh, and 
and that's not really something I wanted to talk about, but it's just something I remembered. Um, yeah, I think I think that's about. Oh, Tabaxi, Tabaxi's looked fucked up Gross in this, dude. Fuck. Yeah, um, dude. Look, a great audio for using practical effects. You're not gonna keep it up if you <laughs> keep it in the movie. I guarantee you're not keeping that for something like Tabaxi's. Yeah, maybe that those, those two were just fucked up looking. They'll introduce yeah, maybe. Tabaxi later. Who are yeah easier on on the eyes yeah um i wish the tiefling was more devil-like um, yeah i wish the tiefling used hellish rebuke uh yeah just so just so there weren't all just people in the party um could have been red yeah it just make it red oh and... uh a comment from uh my girlfriend who was disappointed in the tiefling uh the tiefling was straight that's uh bad all tieflings are supposed to be gay um, was she not bi? Uh, I thought it was it, it, that I, is what I, I said. It was kind of bi, but because I I made a joke <laughs> during that when she saved that girl, um, and it kind of seemed flirtatious. It seemed at, charged, yeah. Uh, at a point, I was like, "There's always one." <laughs> That's the look. Um, hey, if if you had a problem with that, don't play D and D uh, anymore. Um. This isn't. This is gonna sound like an insult. It's not. Uh, currently, D and D is super gay, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the gay community has sort of taken over D and D. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. If if, 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 for, wants, if hey, if you're the kind of guy who that's a problem, uh, don't play D and D. Well, I I meant more. Don't watch this movie. But oh, yeah, that's secondary yeah. to that. Don't play D and D. Um. But That's I guess the maybe only kind not of watch a movie because, cool or maybe do watch a movie because, I guess, uh, your girlfriend's gaydar did not go off for it. Yeah, so. there's well, there is kind of only straight relationships presented. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that uh, between Helga and uh, Edgen is not a a romantic relationship I, only I, platonic yeah I that's how I got it and I actually really like that I, as... I like the idea that it is only platonic I think the movie does have scenes that suggest it's more than that I think there's like a joke about it uh here and there where I could see I don't think it ever put them in a romantic situation but it did do some tropes where it's like kind of foreshadowing a exactly. romantic situation, uh, which yeah, leave those out of it uh, because I really did like I like platonic, platonic co-parenting yeah. situation they were in. I thought um, that was cool. I, I thought that was a really cool I'll, relationship I'll, um, to have. Speaking of this feeling like a D and D game, I like that some of them are doing voices and some of them aren't. Michelle Rodriguez sounds exactly like she does in the Fast and Furious yeah. movies. Chris Pine sounds mostly like any other Chris Pine, and mm -hmm. the kid from Detective Pikachu is doing a weird voice. Yeah, he's doing a little voice. Uh, Forge, um, it, not I think that's mostly Hugh Grant's voice. Yeah, but... not mostly his, but uh, not really a weird voice, but his weird little mannerisms. Um, yeah, too hot, simply too hot, too yeah. high. We're this is higher than we agreed on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's D and D. That's D and D, baby. Um, uh, oh, yeah, number was, did you, yeah. you get a number? I said in my number way earlier, I called it well, an eight. Eight, well, um, actually, no, uh, I called it a B. B implies eight, but I'd probably call this close to like a like a high seven. Level of entertainment, I'd probably say eight. Level of quality, 
probably a low seven. I can see that. Um, I'm just averaging them out as one yeah, scale. Yeah, so I'd I'd probably agree high seven. Um, I might that might change on a rewatch. Um, it, a lot of the time, um, when I like a movie, uh, purely because it was a really fun watch, um, that doesn't always hold up on yeah. Viewings. Um, so this I does vary. strike me, and I'm probably more alone in this than I would otherwise be. This does not strike me as a movie I'm itching to watch. Like, right oh away. yeah, no, a lot of people are, are like, I yeah. want to go watch it again. Um, but that's just because I got people I want to watch yeah, it yeah. again and whatnot. And, but, but like, this is a movie I was like, I got out of the movie, and maybe a half an hour later, I was like, oh, I could watch that movie again. Mm. Um, See, but, I was not. I watched but, the yeah. movie, and I was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh. Yeah. Uh. Tell us what you thought about it and tell us why you think adam's wrong yeah <laughs> i i'd love to argue with you about it if you go if you want to come at me like hey you're dumb what <laughs> um you're but... gonna miss the matt mercer cameo if you don't rewatch it <laughs> why well, should be like blindingly obvious and we just missed it People yeah we both just, this, he, like, what? he's like what the, the first person on screen he's that weird orc dude yeah <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about no like, not even like that credits. fucking like hit it or whatever it's just fucking like the camera pans stops on a guard and it's matt mercer standing there <laughs> and he's like oh it makes like a stupid little face and then we just totally miss that <laughs> he puts his hand up hi i'm matt mercer <laughs> Hi, it's it's me, Matt Mercer, the man of a million voices or whatever. I don't actually know. Like, I know he is a voice actor, but I don't know if do, like doing heaps of voices is like. Yeah, a, I don't know if he's known for his. Well, now for. he is probably for Critical Role because he does a ton of different voices. Yeah, that. that's what that's what I was. But asking um, like, previous prior to that, I don't know if his range was all that known. That, I've only ever heard him do. Relatively the same voice, gruff American man. Yeah, that's that's what I was asking. Because um, I know he is a voice actor and can do voices, but I don't know if that's something he really does in gameplay. Um, in Critical Role, he does he. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's, I, I, I recall let's uh, he, he did uh, a thing with Vin Diesel. I, I said let's end the episode. Uh, uh, where he was a witch and he did a cool voice. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, uh, well, no, we didn't even give tell them where they could argue with me. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, let's wrap it up. Let's get to the fucking end bullshit. Uh, if you want to do that, you can do that at our email at the atomic email at gmail.com or, or the other one. Um, our other email, yeah, uh, yeah, or Adam's personal email. <laughs> uh, no, uh, the um. Perhaps the the social media thing. account social media yeah you know it uh like uh instagram uh atomic androids 2020 or our twitter at atomic androids mm. uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week bye be be fun be real Oh, what if we did a be real right now? What's that? It's like so. It's like, a, it's like a social media. I'm the one recording this episode. Fuck. Uh, well, <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.